Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Murder Freaking Blows. That's not our podcast name. It's just Murder Blows. Uh, anyways, this week, uh, we're gonna recuperate a little bit, and uh, instead of focusing on all the garbage people that murder people in the world, we're gonna talk about the people that fucking track them down like fucking bosses. Did I mention they all have vaginas? Because vaginas are the best. This is so awkward. Why am I like this? Uh, I'm Violet, if you couldn't tell, and I'm joined uh, this week by my co-host, Maisie, Sasha, and Cody is working on things in the real world. That was weird. Cody's busy. (laughs) (laughs) Cody's busy, y'all. We live in wild times. Um, And you know what else is wild and gets me hype? It's our intro music, which I would love to hear right here, right now, right here. Yep. doing like hmm. like really like the loaded question hmm. 17% of Jeremiah's company got laid off today what he did not super uh, lucky thank god he does have a pay cut but it's temporary so oh what I'll take it. He still gets ninety percent of the money. <laughs> oh my true. god! Seventeen is a massive number. Oh, not, the company's not that big. I mean, it's a big number. Let's not. It's crazy. That's crazy. I feel very fortunate today. Ah, uh, good way to be. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I just have a lot of opinions on how things are going. Oh, I do too. And I don't know if I want him on the podcast. I don't know if everyone's ready for him. I'll talk to you guys about him later. (laughs) I just am so baffled. I, every day, every day since... The primaries, right? Is that what they're called? Where we were like trying Super to get Bernie Tuesday. in office and then he bitched out like a bitch. Um Yeah, sorry, still sour about it. Um you can't get elected for president. Uh surprise if you don't fucking run. Anyways, I'm fine. It's fine. All I keep thinking about is that number that got released of how much Mike Bloomberg spent on his campaign, which he lost horribly. He didn't even, like, give it a chance to win. He dropped out before, like, yeah. most results came back. He was just like, I guess I'm done. Adios. And I think about one million. He had over, he spent over enough money, right? How am I wording this? What are words, really? To give everyone in America a million dollars. Oh. And still have, like, 200 million left over, just casually. And so, 
I just want to know why that is possible. <laughs> it doesn't look like hard work. No offense, Bloomberg. Looks pretty easy. Uh, I can talk out my asshole quite a bit. Even my cat can talk out of her asshole. In fact, she talks to her asshole. Um, maybe I can make money out. I don't know. It's cute when she does it. <laughs> yeah, I think if I saw Mike Bloomberg talking to his asshole, honestly, wouldn't surprise me anymore. Let's be totally honest. When I was told about the bleach thing, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm... Why is everyone in disbelief? This yeah. makes total sense. Can oh you God. believe our president? Yeah, I absolutely can. If the president took a shit in his hand and rolled it into a snowman and, like, started licking it, I'd be like, yeah. Casual. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Why are we all shocked? <laughs> Maybe I'm losing my mind because I also am in a great mood. There you go. Yeah, there I'm great. <laughs> um, someone at my company, I don't know, I'm not allowed to say the person's name, obviously, but um, got sent to get tested and we had to shut down our store within like 45 minutes. It was wild. Oh, no. Oh, I bet there were people in the drive through Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were pissed. This one lady. <laughs> Do you want COVID-19? <laughs> oh, my God. This one guy. I have never been so close to. Actually, I have been probably. But this guy, so quick. I just laughed in his face. He came to the window and he's like. He was like, huh, bunch of pussies in mass. And I was like, I was like, OK, when your grandma dies, come back to me. And he just whipped his head around. And I was like, you heard me. Bitch, yeah. I'm an essential worker. I'm an essential frontline worker. Maybe me and the Joann's lady are going in on it. No. Oh, man. Please tell me she came back. No, I haven't seen her since. I'm probably fucking embarrassed because I said, ma'am, you work at Joann's. Um, took a hard stock into her life. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like someone called us a bunch of pussies through the drive-thru. Because we were wearing masks. And then literally 15 minutes later, the store got shut down. And I was like, <laughs> I hope you got food that he, that the partner handled. Oh, fuck. I, I dropped a vegan chocolate chip somewhere. Oh, oh no. Darn. I hate that for you. That's $4. Some things are better left lost. <laughs> Don't worry. Landed on my Annie's. <laughs> <laughs> yikes i'm over it i'm ready to go back to work i'll wear a mask i don't care yeah i get sweaty oh. but it's fine i went so to I have... no no, no go, oh, go ahead i've no. already i'm gonna complain <laughs> about the grocery store it's fine oh, let's I was go complain about wearing a mask i <laughs> <laughs> i have a, a like a, a japanese mask that's like thin and like breathable and you know it works yeah and I forgot it. No, I had just washed it, so I couldn't wear it again because it was still wet. And so I wore my N95, and I, like, almost hyperventilated in a Target. <laughs> yeah. This is a heavy duty. I hate Why? that I never I never don't wear glasses, so they're always fogging up. Yes. Just I'm constantly. blind. I can't breathe. I'm already at high-level anxiety because I'm going into the store. Yeah. But That's what it was like. 
like an hour ago when I went, except nobody was staying six feet apart from anybody. And everybody acted like they had to get their shit and get out. Even like I was standing here. I'm standing right here in line, just like all these other people. <gasps> Over it. I feel that. I keep having dreams about, like, nightmares about everything reopening and everyone coughing on me. And I'm the only one in the mask, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? What the fuck? <laughs> and then I wake up, and I'm like, tight, it was just a dream. I just yell at people in the grocery store. When I'm in line and I feel someone come up on me, I'm like, six feet! I need to start. It's yeah. not a joke anymore. Just say, step the fuck back. I just, I, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that I'm getting my unemployment checks, though, because I still have coworkers that are not. <gasps> Wild. Ooh. Yeah. Has anyone gotten their Trump money? Mm-hmm. Everyone else in my household has. Not little old me. Really? Yeah. Neither has uh, Eric. What? Yeah. He has direct deposit, so I'm not sure why that shit didn't go through. But it's weird too. It says I qualify for it though. They're probably sending a check. Someone said that I won't get it till August, which maybe all this shit'll go blow over by then and I can fucking drop mad money. Well, I know at least in Oregon they did it in at least two different waves. I don't know if they did that for the whole country because I have not watched a single ounce of news on the yeah. television since this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I get all my news from Twitter. <laughs> yep. I see the name of an article and I go, mm-hmm, yep, keep going. Can't trust that. My favorite uh, thing about the Trump thing, uh, telling people to inject themselves with uh, sanitizer or bleach or whatever the fuck you said, Listerine, I don't know, um, was then he was like, I was just testing you. Like That was like the next article. I didn't hear about the bleach thing until the next day and uh, the next article was like Trump says he was just testing his viewers, and I was like, "That's it. Have I already talked about this, or am I just having deja vu?" Like deja vu, yeah. Because this didn't happen before last week's recording. Wild. It feels That's like it's been months ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they ever showed who he was talking to while he was saying all that, but I wish they would have shown that guy's face. It was probably like a rooster. Because he kept looking at him, and he was like, in injections, disinfectant, right? Work in a minute. That stuff works in a minute. One minute. Oh my all, god. All I can hope is that a good chunk of people actually did it, and now uh, maybe uh, things will go a little smoother. <laughs> so this guy I follow on Twitter that I've followed on Twitter since I've had a Twitter account, we used to interact, we don't anymore, but... Uh, he apparently lives in Massachusetts and just tweeted 10 minutes ago, I live down the street from a Walmart. It just got shut down for having 23 coronavirus cases. People whining about not being able to get haircuts can go fuck themselves. How do you have 23 cases? In one Walmart. Honey, no. That's like someone mentioned today. They were like, what if that partner wasn't social distancing? You realize we work with the pub public, right? Like, even though they're in their cars, like, we touch money. I mean, there's just so many quick ways for it to travel. Right. And as much as I really have enjoyed being back at work and doing something I'm good at, 
Um, it is really like when that partner was like coughing today, I was fucking sweating. I was like, whoa, man. Oh, man. Is your Why store going to open back work? up? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get tested now. Um, we should know. They said it has a 24-hour turnover rate, but I've read online that the labs can test them in 24 hours, but people might not get their results back for a couple of days. So, Yeah, Jeremiah's sister and her fiancé got tested, mm -hmm. and I don't know that they got the results back. <laughs> like, they're just better now. Huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there are so many people in this country that have had it. I think it's been here since like December. That's how I feel about it because I had that. Remember when I came back from I think Paris and I just like laid on the couch and died, which is yeah. not like me at all. Like I got out of breath going to get the laundry out of the washing machine, and I was like, "This is real fucking weird." And then I just died on the couch for three days. Yeah, I mean. Eric and I have both been sick in the span of time, like, before this was, like, big public news. And we had this thing where, like, we could not kick it at all. You know, I mean, and we literally, I feel like we just started testing for it this month. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there are still people that can't get tests, you know? Like, I don't know. It's wild. Wild fucking times. Thanks, I uh, hate it. Yeah. But what I don't hate is there's now a chamomile grape seed? Am I saying those words in the right order? Toner. That you can get from Blank Slate Labs. It looks mm. like fire. It's got the little gravity pump, so it brings the liquid to the top of the thing for you, which I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so pretty, the natural color of it. You're going to see it and you're going to be like, Sasha, that's brown. And I'm going to be like, I know, but it's really a pretty brown. It's an amber. It's an amber color. It is an amber yeah. color. Um, so looking forward to purchasing that as soon as I run out of other toner. I'm checking the name right now. Uh, I know it's going to be amazing because, spoiler alert, I got a tester toner and I never used a toner before and I still <laughs> use that shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, it's probably not good for your, your skin combination. I'm like, what the fuck ever? It's a little, it's a little <laughs> sticky, that's all. Right. Oh, yeah. Chamomile grapeseed toner. It's beautiful. Very excited to use that. You can use it, too, by going to blakeslightlabs.com and using the code MURDERBLUSS, all lowercase, for 15% off. Fucking A. That's such a good discount. Not to, like, throw shade at other promoters for, for Blank Slate, but their code only gives you 10% off. So... Hello. <laughs> Hello, we love them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love them very much. Uh, and then when you're done toning your face, you can use a little conditioning cream for the extra oomph and, and moisturization. It's meant for your beard, but it's also good for the skin underneath your beard or where your beard would be if you were so lucky to have one. And the rest of your body. It's just green. <laughs> it smells good. <laughs> calming where's it from conditions and it's from arcadian thank you Ooh. um which used to be a different thing they changed their name on facebook but you can still find them by searching arcadian and they're great you can go to arcadiangrooming.com and use murder blows all our case for 15 percent off there and then you can check them out on instagram they've got very aesthetic pictures at blank state labs and at arcadian official they do they do they have they are a um 
they're both small homegrown businesses. They come out of the same facility. It's just a couple of people working their asses off and they do really good work and they've worked really hard for a really long time. And they've always been with us since we've been a show. So we very, very, very much love and appreciate them. I personally just bought the co-wash Hell from Arcadian yeah. while they had it. And, and I don't think Allie knows I ordered it yet because I didn't get a text in all caps like, why did you spend money? Let me give you things. So uh, <laughs> That's how you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just text back in all caps, let me support you. So I'm very excited to use it because I'm trying not to wash my hair so much with such um, horrible shampoo, which I know we just talked about. I think last week but so far it's going pretty good i just haven't i still had like a sample of a co-wash so i'm excited to use the Ooh, la, la. the real stuff i think the cool thing though is that they like really really care about the quality and formula of their product like i've been testing toners for them for like six months right it's been a while mm -hmm. Um, and this isn't even the final version, so guinea pig it up, my friend. I'm ready to sacrifice my skin for good skincare. Not that it's ever had any of adverse reaction. It's been tight, but yeah, we, we don't play around. They don't play around. I play around. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I don't play around. I play around. I'm not very fun. Um, but yeah, it's serious. It's serious business. It's good stuff, and it's all words you can pronounce, and it all smells great, and... I don't know. It's just so nice. It looks real good in my shower. All the black and white. Mm -hmm. Very aesthetic. Did you guys see the post on Instagram that Britney Spears made about burning down her own gym? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I think if I can quote it verbatim, she says, This is the first time I've been in here in like six months. I burnt down my gym. I had two candles and one thing led to another. Anyway, I'm here now. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? She was like, be her. it's Britney, bitch. Uh-huh. Yep. She's wild. Yep. Apparently it's fixed now, though. It was an accident. Blow out your candles. That oh terrifies God. me because I've fallen asleep with candles lit. Like, Honestly, I'm going to call her out. Allie used to do that shit all the time. <laughs> she would scare the shit out of me. She'd fall asleep with a candle. And then it it would be, it was always like one of those big glass ones. It's never just like a little gate. It's like one. It's a tub, <laughs> a tub of wax. She would leave it on all night. Bigger, bigger than this is huge. Bigger. I want to live at Allie's house. Yeah, uh, candles. I don't know if she does that now, but she used to. And after I, it would wake me up. Like the smell would wake me up, and I'd blow it out. Be like, we can't sleep with that. <laughs> It's fine. Uh... Love you, Allie. She she sent me a text the other day. She was like, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> I was like, "Her of all people don't don't need my shit. <laughs> they haven't stopped." Oh, <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna be okay. I've also been neglecting to call my therapist, and I just need to do it. It's good for you. That's very hypocritical of me to not call her, but. No, it's okay. I really don't want to go to my psych. I want my meds. I don't want to talk to my psychiatrist. Mm. I just want her to give me the medicine. And, and that's this it. This is not Jade. This is someone no. else. Jade's a peach. Meds, uh, please. No, yeah. I don't. I don't think I need 
medicine. I just don't, I don't know a way to describe it. You know, like, I, I don't know. Violet was there on my wedding day, and I think this is the best way I can describe it. In my brain that day, I was like freaking hummingbird. Like, I was everywhere. But my body apparently was so still because everyone was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, are you okay? So I feel like that's how I've been the past couple weeks. Like, my brain is just like, kind of like Julian in the kitchen. And then I'm just marbles over there laying on the couch. Hi, I'm always Kermit. <laughs> crying. <laughs> crying and just generally very anxious. Being nasty. <laughs> Being yeah. nasty. Oh my gosh. Jeremiah took like a work happy hour while I was on the bike today. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then he like moved and all his coworkers could just see me exercising. So I pedaled faster and I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> This is torture for me. <laughs> well, why do I have to impress complete strangers? Why? You don't. I did see a hilarious TikTok of a dad. It's just a dad on the couch, and you can see his kid in front of him, and they're on, like, a little kid bike, but it's stationary, and then there's a TV above him, and then the captain says, I told him that him pedaling powered the TV, so every time the kid would stop pedaling, the dad would pause the TV, and the kid would be like, oh, God. Just like <laughs> <laughs> really for cute. real though, I would get so much exercise. I was like, "What a baller parent move!" To be like, "You control the TV." That's all you. He even had and the then... wires of the TV like look like it was coming out the bottom of the bike. Aww. <laughs> really Can cute. you imagine too? The kid would be like, "Actually, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap." <laughs> <laughs> double, double whammy. I do not need to watch the sixth hour of Paw Patrol. <laughs> Just don't need it. Can't really. I can't believe Paw Patrol is still going. Is it? I think so. Oh. I have to check. It was, was big when Jeremiah's brother was little. Oh. Which was like six years ago. Oh. You ever hear stuff like that? You're just like, ah, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> That, that was one of them. I. Oh, hey, good news! Uh, our favorite restaurant in Nashville's back open. Not bar otaku, but regular otaku. Um, I bring that up not to brag that I get to have ramen, but to say that they're doing a restaurant worker relief program, where I think like every day from two to four, if you work in the hospitality industry, so hotels, bartending, serving, whatever, um, you can go get a free meal with your pay stub. So check that out if you're in the Nashville area. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. nice. There's a lot of places doing that. I saw that on uh, some good news that John Krasinski's new show. Oh, yeah. On YouTube. Oh, freaking Jim. We, uh, we just had a girl start the other day that also works at Otaku. Oh, hell yeah. I probably know her because I am there too much. <laughs> I know. And it, I Well, I don't want to say her name on the podcast just in case for some reason. She's like, wow, this Violet girl seems pretty cool. And she listens to the podcast. She's like, she's a fucking weirdo. Because um, I haven't spoken directly to her. I just overheard. Uh, yeah. But I didn't want to be like, you work at my favorite restaurant in Nashville? I don't want to be um, one of those people that's like, bring me some ramen. Because <laughs> you know they won't. No. 
<laughs> or would they? They don't know you. They don't know you nothing. Also. That's how I feel about everything. Uh, Paw Patrol is still live. Uh, season 7 just started. And Thank God. The episode aired oh April 17th. Why did I have to Google that? Y'all, I had to shut myself out of my phone so I would get work done today. It was wild. Aw. Good for you, though. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Because now it's Thursday and I still have like three days worth of work to do. It's but Wednesday. Fine. <gasps> it's Wednesday. Wednesday, my dudes. Look at you go. I'm Look only you. a day behind then. You got plenty of time. It's um, fine. I honestly have to go pee and then we can get started. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also, Maisie, while you were gone, Mari just came in and like chilled with us for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> it was muted too, so she, I mean, she didn't have her headphones on, she couldn't hear you, but that's funny. Jeremiah it's... said, tell the girls I said hello, and then he left the room, and then he came back, he goes, tell the girls I said hello, but tell Mari especially that I said hi. <laughs> I will. I'll tell her at the end, I'll let you guys see her. Oh my gosh. <sighs> what a ham. My cats are so bored with us being home. <laughs> I had to download an iPad app for them. What? <laughs> they would not fucking stop screaming at the doors. They just do it to every door indiscriminately now, whether or not there's a person <laughs> or it goes to the outside. They just go down a hallway and scream. So I was like, okay, here's the game where there's bugs and it runs around the screen. And they just swat the bugs now, so it's great. <laughs> but I have toddlers for cats. Whoa. That's amazing. Eric's, uh, oh, I can't even remember what we were talking about. Eric's sister discovered, younger sister, I think she's five, four, five, something like that. Very young. So tiny. Yeah. She discovered uh, voice text. <laughs> Ah! Oh. So she always sends Eric a good morning and a good night text, and uh, or uh, asks him to send pictures of animals to her. Um, but there was one time she, I think we were talking about sprinkles. Oh no, we were talking about spicy foods. She was like, "My dad puts jalapeno in his, but I don't want that because it's too spicy." And Eric was like, "Oh, Violet loves spicy food." And I was like, yeah, I do. All through voice text. Need that to be very clear. We could have just called, but voice text. <laughs> and uh, so she goes, it's like dead quiet, but the audio is playing. And then she goes, oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh, just really amazing. Oh, wow. I just love you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She also did this one. She said she likes sprinkles in her eggs. Can't attest if that's true or not. Um, and she she sent a, a message and it said, it's just the way I am. And then she sent another one immediately after it. And she's like, it's just the way I am. <laughs> so she missed it the first time. <laughs> it's just the way I am. It's like she's making her own TikToks. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Okay, are you guys ready for this? Sure. Are y'all ready for this? I don't know. I can say this every week, but it can't get any worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate that I do this to myself because I have most, like, my next case is pretty much done. So I was like, sick. 
I'm going to do this person and it's going to be crazy. What a cool story. And then I was on Reddit night before last scrolling innocently as you do. And I see this thing called like a 60 sec second doc. And it's a video of this person. And then I'm like, well, this makes me, I have to do this now. So (laughs) I'm trying not to give everything away. Okay, today we're going to talk about Lois Gibson. So Lois Gibson was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, She came from a lower middle class family with five other siblings. And she claims that she was drawing before she was walking. So she was always fascinated by faces. Um, She said in an interview that you get all your emotions from people's faces and they show you what they're thinking. So she started drawing faces of her siblings, of her neighbors, and anyone that would be still long enough for her to let her draw them. Uh, she grew up, as she grew up, she realized that there's not really any money in that. And so to take a more practical route, she decided to put herself through school. Um, we'll see. She went to school for a degree in business and economics. Uh, she was a straight student but spent most of her time in class actually just drawing pictures of her professors. So she graduated, but she still wasn't, she couldn't find a job that was like kind of what she wanted to do. So by 1970, she left Kansas City for LA. Her plan was to move to LA, live pretty cheaply, and save up some money to go back to school. Now, in 2020, that's the most ridiculous plan I've ever heard. But in 1970... It's something you could get away with. I was about to say, the cheapest fucking apartment in L.A. is like twice my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, not a, that's not a lucrative plan right now. <laughs> but, uh, so she's in L.A., she's in her 20s, she got a job at an insurance agency, and she started dating. Um, she's making money for herself, she started dating a guy. Um, at this time, her boyfriend said that she should look into modeling and acting. And she was like, well, I'm just a small town nobody. I'm 5'5". Five five. You know, I don't... This isn't going to work out. So she went to the modeling agency. She didn't really have any expectations. But they liked what they saw. Um, she had a pretty successful career in modeling. She did everything from being a poolside girl in an apartment complex ad. She played a dead girl in a Robert Mitchum movie poster. And she even did a little stint modeling for Playboy. So not too shabby. Um, She had a boyfriend at the time. She had a different boyfriend that uh, took her to a museum in L.A. And she saw all this art. And then they went home and he was like, look at this painting of the girl with the pearl earring. If I sent you a picture, you would know what I'm talking about if you don't already. And she sat... And she replicated that painting perfectly. And she showed it to her boyfriend and he didn't believe her. And so she did it again in front of him. And she was just like playing music. She was listening to music while she was painting. She was, I hate the word vibing, but she was, she was like vibing with the situation. And she was like, this is what I want to do now. Uh, Even though the guy watched her paint two of them, he didn't believe that she did it. And so she left his ass. Good for her. You go, Lois. You go. You go. Yeah. How do you not believe something you saw within you? Like, 
<laughs> it, it was just it's like the it's eighties. It's not like she's like printing out a thing while you turn your back. Like it's the seventies. It's literally still nineteen seventy. Oh well, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is a lot of time to go by. No, this is no time. Wild. Uh, um, it's now nineteen seventy one. She's still in L.A. She has lived by herself for a hot minute, but she's still doing modeling. So she's out of her apartment a lot. Um, her apartment complex is seemingly safe. Everyone she's ever met there is super nice. Uh, she had a rare night where she was free, and so she decided she was going to relax by herself at home. Uh, she's, you know, hanging out at home, chilling, and there was a knock at her door. She answered, and the man said, Hi, I'm Jim Hudgens. I've seen you in the building, and I, I'm neighbors with you, so I thought we should meet. And she opened her door a little bit more to say hi. And she said in an interview, it felt like her head was going to come clean off her body. Because as soon as she opened the door, he used so much force to start choking her. So this part's kind of graphic. So kind of a warning. Um, He raped her. And for 25 minutes while that was going on, for 25 minutes, he was choking her the whole time. So... She obviously survives, but she said that he would choke her so hard and then watch her kind of black out and then let her regain consciousness and then start choking her again. So she was like, it takes a certain kind of monster to like watch someone black out and then pretty much keep doing it over again. So she was going in and out of consciousness. Uh, He finished his deed and he left. And all of a sudden, Lois was alone, and she is obviously super in shock. Um, She stands up. She locks her door. She realizes that there's blood. Like, all she tastes is blood. And then she realizes that there's blood coming out of her eyes. Because she was being choked so fucking hard. (laughs) I'm only laughing because I'm uncomfortable, and I don't know what else to do. (sighs) So... Uh, for the next few weeks, she cannot leave her apartment. She's not eating. She's not talking to anyone. She never reported her attack, which is something that happens all the time. It's so common, and I cannot even imagine. I can't imagine anything in that scenario. And so I'm not going to say anything either way, but more often than not, attacks don't get reported. Um, so see she really did like she wanted him to get caught she really did but the thought of having to go to police department having to leave her apartment to go out into the world to then drive herself to the police station to then retell her attack to a male detective she was like if i knew then what i know now i 100 percent would have gone and talked to someone but she was like at that time, I couldn't even imagine doing that. Ugh. I think that, like, that has to be... It's the same reason, like, I got lucky enough to where, like, I... This is a very small comparison, obviously. But it's even that way with, like... I mean, I, I feel more comfortable with, like, female doctors, female therapists. But can you imagine, like... And especially during the 70s, I mean, this stuff happens now yeah. in 2020, but yeah. like back in the 70s, I'm sure that people were just like, 
I don't know. There's always those stigmas like, oh, what were they wearing? Like, what were the women wearing? Oh, they had it coming, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's always the woman's fault. And I'm sure that was even bigger in the 70s. And um, especially because she did like modeling for Playboy and, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure there's I mean, any kind of it's it's just a stigma that any woman that works or doesn't work. Right. You know, it's always, it always seems to be the woman's fault. So I can't even imagine like having to go do that. And I feel like that stops people a lot. Like, yeah, just having to retell it period. Um, because unfortunately, even if the cop is good, it's their job to like seek every viable option, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's weird that you brought out the playboy thing. So back when she, before the attack, when she was modeling, um, her manager came to her and said, you know, Playboy wants to work with you. She's like, I'm not working for them. Like, I don't want to, you know, those are just male chauvinist pigs. I don't want to be a part of that or whatever. And they kept, like, wanting to work with her. And they kept wanting her and wanting her. And she was like, I'm not going to pose for Playboy or model for Playboy until you guys get a female photographer. And so because she pushed so hard for that, Playboy got their first ever female photographer and wow. she was the first session she did with her. That's wow. so wild. Right? That's crazy that that wasn't, like, a big thing, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody was just like, just leave it alone. Like, it's fine. Just, it'll yeah. be fine. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. So, let's see. All right. So, after her attack, like I said, she's, she's just, she's, I don't know. I can't imagine what that's like. She does not leave her apartment. She has decided she is going to move. She's going to leave L.A. She's over it. Um, In between, she knows where she wants to go. She wants to go to Arlington, Texas. Between the time she leaves L.A. and goes to Arlington, she is coming home from something one day. And, you know, when you're driving somewhere and then you get home and you're like, oh, my God, I don't even remember driving. Like, you know you followed the laws but kind of like zoned out um she zoned out while she was driving she made a turn she normally wouldn't have made and she saw um uh, like there was a i don't know how to say like a multiple story building and she saw cops bust out the back door and they went like down a metal stairway and she recognized the guy they had in handcuffs because it was the guy that had attacked her so she sees this guy get arrested and even though she never talked to police she got some sort of like like a aha, not an aha moment but like a little sigh of relief seeing that he had been handcuffed and that he had been taken away and gone to jail she i didn't really look i didn't look up his name because i can't imagine he used his real name when he said hi i'm jim but i mean we've seen dumber things mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's what she needed to see in order to start the next chapter of her life. So, I mean, that's that's cool that she got to see that, and she is uh, she'll she calls it a god thing in any interview she does. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. I so, think like I think that's really good of her. You said she does the god thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's great that she has that, and it's good that she can come to terms, because uh, I feel like I would want to see that person fry pretty hard. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, at first I thought you were going to say she, like, saw him walking down the street, and I was like, I would have mowed his ass over. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I just would have been like, oops, my brakes went out. <laughs> How serendipitous. <laughs> no, no, she was just, that's what she needed so she could, you know, like, leave L.A. and. Good job. Start over, so. Yeah. Um, she moves to Arlington, Texas. She immediately starts to attend UT Arlington. She majored in art and she graduated and uh in 1976 she decides to move to Antonio so right now she's in this phase of her life where she just kind of wants to learn more and she still wants to she you know you got to make money to survive so she's waiting tables in San Antonio uh she decides to go to dental lab tech school in hopes of becoming uh an artist that makes the false like facial prosthetics for trauma victims uh, she studies that for a year and a half, but she doesn't finish, but, you know, that's all good, because while she was there, she learned a lot about the facial anatomy, uh, skull, like, you know, parts of the skull, medical terminology, and other skills that would come handy in the future. Um, so she's trying to make some extra cash, and she starts drawing faces of tourists on the San Antonio River, San Antonio Riverwalk. Uh, she does that for a little while. And over that time, she does over 3,000 portraits alone, just wow. from tourists. Um, she did. She actually met her husband drawing portraits on that river rock. He was one of the portraits. Isn't that Aww. sweet? Um, they mu- moved to Houston and got married. She ended up having a couple kids. By 1982, uh, Lois was hanging out at a friend's house and they had the tv on and then a news story comes up about a dance teacher that was in the middle of a class and had been attacked and raped in front of the kids she was teaching like a dance teacher that's on the news and lois like is pissed she's like they give a description like brown hair five eight like very She's like, that's half of Houston. Like, that's not helpful. And so she tells her friend, she's like, I could draw this guy. I could draw this guy. And then they could catch him in justice. And her friend's like, well, have you, like, what What do you just call the police? Like, tell him you can draw him. And she's like, no, I need to practice. So. No, I need to practice. Yeah, like, all this time. After 3,000 <laughs> Plus all of the time before. And, but she's honing in on a new skill now. So she tells her friend to go to the gas station down the street and remember the guy's, like, remember the attendant's face. And so her friend comes back and tells her all these details about the guy's face. And Lois is like, this is not working. This doesn't make any sense. And her friend comes behind her and is like, this looks exactly like him. So she takes the picture to the gas station guy. She holds it up next to his face and it looked just like him. And she's oh, like, so crazy. I know. And she's like, um, is this a thing? Like, got it. is a this thing, a Lois. thing? <laughs> so she contacts Houston PD and she's like, look, I got this thing. I got this really cool skill I can do. Um, I can draw people's faces by descriptions that people tell me. And, you know, if I can test it out and you can see them right then I could maybe help you, you know, talk to some witnesses and help stuff out. But if I'm wrong and you guys don't like what I do, then you have guns and I'll just leave. 
And they're like, what? No, we're not going to waste our time with that. If you haven't caught on, we're talking about forensic art now, essentially. Um, Forensic art has been around since the 70s, but not ever. It, It wasn't. It's a very much last resort. It's like, obviously, like evidence, DNA, ballistics, blah, 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 blah. And then you have like psychics forensic art <laughs> like, it's, it, this is Dallas an audio an audio yeah. media but i did the whole like hands on a tear thing so it's like no one is doing this okay no one it it just it's not a thing yet and so she is uh she's like look i can do this i can guys just just listen so they had they finally tested her after a couple of years of her trying to get onto the, like for them to at least humor her so they a can see what she hears y- oh mean, yeah fuck if i'm in a police department and i know my options are watching a girl draw or doing paperwork for four hours i'm gonna watch a girl draw <laughs> yeah especially if your paperwork doesn't give you get you fuck all closer to catching a rapist yeah so and... uh she drives for a little while and then they are like fine 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 here's the test so they have a secretary that doesn't know what's going on go down to the prison sorry, I have to burp, and describe a prisoner to lois who's never seen the prisoner obviously and so they put her in the middle of squad room and they have her do this drawing based on the description and all these detectives are behind her and they're like well shit she's kind of nailing it And she did. She nailed it, and they were all like, well, okay, this is something we should definitely be looking into. So she gets a couple of cases. The first two cases she did uh, talked to witnesses. I think the first one was a robbery, and the second one was uh, I think it it was was something kind of petty. Like another robbery, something like that. Like not a super intense crime. Um, her third case, however, was a murder case. So, there were two men that were having sex in Memorial Park, and she, the man, she used the term receiving sex. I guess it was a way to identify who was who. Uh, the man receiving the sex killed the other man, and the witness to this crime says that he saw a man, and it looked like he was digging the ground. And then the witness gets closer and realizes it's a man stabbing the other man in the back. So this witness, who is also a male, is, you know, like kind of, he's freaking out. She said 100% of the time when you sit down with a witness, they say, I didn't see their face. And so you have to kind of like calmly talk to these people. And she has certain questions she asks. It's one of her things is she says that everyone always remembers people's hair. So she's like, whether the person is bald, whether it's dark hair, light hair, whether there's a hood up, like, this is the, the dome of the head is like the biggest part for people. So that's the thing that people latch onto the most. And then when people are adamant, when witnesses are adamant about not being able to see people's faces, she'll say, well, what was their expression? And almost, she said, almost always that gets something out of people, which means they saw their face, but because of shock and trauma and ptsd more than likely they've tried to forget it which is crazy 
Okay. So she's talking to this witness. She does a sketch. She's not happy about it. It doesn't turn out good, she doesn't think. And uh, talking to this witness was really, really hard for her because it's the first time that it had been, like, a traumatic, super traumatic experience. And so she went home. She was kind of in a daze, and she was like, this is... I'm never going to do that again. That was awful. And uh, the next evening, she gets a call from the detective, and they've made an arrest based off of her portrait. Her first one, she had done it. So on that case specifically, it turns out they had put her sketch on the news, and the roommate of the murderer was watching the news. And uh, they were roommates. (laughs) They were roommates. Can you imagine? Like that just has to be the worst fucking thing. I see it in movies all the time. Like women are like, "Oh, that kind of looks like you," and the guy's like, "On." I've one of those faces. <laughs> That's like the statue guy. Yes, like Weird. the statue guy. Yeah. Oh. Wow, killed it. Imagine uh, if you're married to a murderer. <sighs> um, so the roommate calls police. They uh, go to the apartment and they find a bloody knife wrapped up in a bloody pair of men's underwear. So the guy did Wild. it. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, for the next. You thought two years was bad. For the next seven years, Lois fought to actually get a job with the Houston Police Department, even though every third portrait she did was used to help solve a case. What kind of bureaucratic bullshit is that? Oh my gosh, those are cases that they would not have solved. Yeah. Um, she was officially hired by the Houston PD in 1989. So long. Um, one of her most memorable, she has several memorable cases, but one of the ones that sticks out to her the most is uh, a case involving Officer Paul Deason. Uh, he was making a routine traffic stop, not knowing that the man he just pulled over was an escaped convict. The driver gets out of the car. He shoots Officer Paul in the um, head and then in the back and then deliberately reversed the car over the officer. Paul Deason survives. He is in the hospital. He tells Lois that he never saw the guy's face. He only saw the flash of the gun. And she's like, it's going to be okay. She also has, like, one of the most soothing voices you've ever heard. And I feel like you have to if you do this job. Um, She's like, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, what was his expression? And she says, I'll never forget. He said that uh, the guy that shot him looked like a shark. Like, he looked like he had no expression. And from that, she worked with the officer, and she was able to get a um, sketch out of him, and it looks just like the guy. I'll send you some of the most popular ones, but she's... see if I can pull up any stats. It's funny that, like, her dental school and, like, bone structure... Like, it all fell into place. Yeah. Because, like, I think about it when I build, like, a character in a video game. It's, like, do you want a square face or heart-shaped face or round-shaped face? And, like, all of that's bone structure. Yeah. Which lends itself to, like, your cheekbones and your nose shape and where your eyebrows sit. So, like, she just, like, knows those things. So, we'll get into it in a little bit when it comes to be a part of her accomplishments. But by 2012, it was reported that her work helped solve 
uh, over 1,200 crimes. That's insane. That's something 12, to be so proud of. 1,200. And in... Let's see. I want to get the year right. She uh, is recorded the Guinness Book World Records as the most successful forensic artist. Yeah. I'm trying to find... Why can't I find what year she got that? 2005. Wild. I so, wonder if she still holds that record. I can't imagine since she was like one of the first that I was more successful. <laughs> I honestly think she does. Um, she wrote a true crime book called Faces of Evil. She co-wrote because she said she's not a good writer. But then she also wrote a textbook called The Forensic Art Essentials, which back a second ago when you said, how do you just like when people describe these faces... This is a massive, like, spiral textbook of, like, 18 different noses with, like, a code underneath it and so many different types of mustaches and so many types of lips and teeth and eyes and eyebrows and hair and face shapes. And so she said it's so much easier when you sit down with a witness to have this book in front of you and be like, let's start with this section. And then instead of just being, like, scrambled and being like, I don't know, like, look at these Look at these 18 pictures of dark eyebrows. What did it look like the most? And so it's easier to narrow down that way. Doesn't that, I don't know if this is just me because I'm paranoid, but um, doesn't that make you guys want to like memorize the book? And then like, I yeah. don't know, wouldn't that be a neat skill to pop out? Just right. like, I can't draw, but I but know that this. Face code F1. One seven nine eleven A C chin B. Also, what is butt chin? I forgot that one. Also, <laughs> who would forget butt chin? Well, but so yeah, she's got like anytime they have a you can. She's so Googleable for the most part when it comes to her career that anytime you see her with an easel, she's got all these like little like pieces of the page attached to the like to the easel. So it looks like whatever section they're on, she's got their references right there. And she was like, it's super easy. You just have to draw what you see on the page. But she said, definitely the hardest part is talking to the witness and like yeah. getting information out of these witnesses. Cause she's had, she said, she's, <laughs> you're Mari Pond at the door. She said, she's talked to everyone from like an eight year old man to like an eight year old girl. Like it's just oh, no. insane. So she's known, obviously, for the forensic art. She's also done facial reconstruction. One of her biggest cases for that was this little girl where the, uh, I think she was like three, three-year-old little girl's body was found in the cooler of a river, which is like tw the opening of 12 Law & Order episodes right there. And um, she used the, like a skull, the facial structure to... Um, reconstruct the face of the little girl and they showed it on the news and the grandma called. And oh, they found I'm her that sorry. way. Sorry, that was the saddest. I know, it's super sad. Um, she's also done a couple, she's done a, a few of the age progressions where people have like the lost loved ones. She's had a couple of features on um, Unsolved Mysteries because of it. So she's definitely like the top name. She founded, founded. Nope, she found the Institute of Forensic Art in Houston, Texas. Um, as of right now, as far as I can tell, when I looked it up under askaforensicartist.com, 
there are 30 full-time forensic artists in the United States. That's it. That's it? That's it. You would think that they'd make, like, software at this point. So where you could, like, do, like, shape and then, like, build a video game character, essentially. So that technology, I listened to a podcast, uh, I think, last year, beginning of 2019. And she's saying that technology is out, but for her personally, it's it's hard for her to use. And so she would just much rather use, like, chalk and, you know, like, graphite. If you're fast and talented, yeah. come on. But she was like, I've got students that nail that, and they nail their first case because they get to use a super cool technology. And she was like, I'm so glad I... She was like, it's crazy that I was kind of in the beginning of this, but I'm so glad I lived to see the advancement pretty much so it it is a lot different now but yeah um while we're on this track one of the founding people of forensic art was more of like a sculptress her name was betty pat gatliff um what a name right don't mess with petty or betty pat um they call her a pioneer in the field of forensic art and forensic facial reconstruction. She did the thing where you take a mold of a skull and then you recreate the face on it. Um, she I had love a, seeing that. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, let's see. She started in 1967 along the anthropologist Dr. Clyde Snow. They worked at the Federal Aviation Administration in Oklahoma City. She went on to work for the FBI. She taught a class for the FBI in 1978. Um, She basically reconstructed nine of the unidentified skulls from John Wayne Gacy's basement. And they were able to do one, at least one positive identification out of it. And then there's five. Pat rocks it out. Right. There's five tentative um, identifications out of that. Uh, In 1979, Betty retired from civil service and she found this thing called it's not going to make sense when I say it sculpt sculpture lab like s k u l l p t u r e lab sculpture lab god betty what a gem um she continued to work with uh, dr snow in that and they did reconstructions of Uh, King Tut's face and a couple of other um, famous mystery skulls. But yes, uh, Betty did sadly pass away January 5th of this year by a stroke. She was 89. So she lived a full life and she was rad. And while I was looking at these people, this lady came up. Her name is Lisa Bailey. She works for the FBI, and she is a specialist in the... Oh, I want her title. Mm, Apparently, they're very specific about what they give out to current FBI agents. But she basically does the facial reconstruction thing. Now, she's one of many. But, um, yeah, it's so cool how they do it now. They use a 3D scanner or a 3D printer and scanner wild to replicate the skulls anyway um yep so that's three women that are pretty big names in forensic art from the past kind of the previous and now currently uh lois is retired she has grandbabies now 
but she does, I think, still teach a class that you can definitely take. And I think it's, like, crazy fast. I think it's, like, you obviously have to have some art experience and you have to buy the textbook, but I think it's, like, just a few days long. I mean, I'm not doing anything. I I mean, honestly, I could probably sketch some stuff up, but there's only 30 in the U.S. That's so crazy. That's it. Oh, here's another hot tip for you. Here's a political political side, not side, but fun fact. Although, let me get my Wikipedia. In 2018, uh, Lois worked with Stormy Daniels to... Uh, create a composite sketch of the suspect that, excuse me, uh, Stormy claims threatened her in 2011 in the parking lot in Las Vegas to keep quiet about her affair with Donald Trump. Ooh. Get it. And when you pull up her uh, website, which is LoisGibson.com, that's the first sketch on there. <laughs> Who is this man? Who is this man? Um, yeah, so that is Lois Gibson, who survived a horrible attack and decided to do do some good work out of it. What a boss. What a boss. I'm inspired. Uh, <laughs> I look on Audible for her book. She has a, a true crime book, I think I said already, Faces of Evil. It's not on there, and I would love for it to be on there, and I would love for her to read it, because she has... She has it like just such a soft grandma voice. Like she just you want to tell her all your secrets, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But I needed to not read something so depressing, um, and this was helpful. So I'm looking at this book. <laughs> I was stoked about it. Um, my sources are obviously LoisGibson.com, a little bit of Wikipedia, there was a couple of podcasts, let's see, what is the name of this one? There's a podcast called Everything is Stories that I recommend because it's where I got the most details of our early life. There was one, oh, what was the other one? It's not my brother and my brother and me, okay, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, I also want to shout out this podcast called Criminal Broads. Um, this is a it's a single host. It's a female, obviously, and she only covers female murderers. And then she did a little kind of a spinoff, not spinoff, but an inner series where she covered female kind of like badasses on the other side of the criminal justice system. So she has an episode on Lois. It is uh, episode 001. I know this is going to sound bad. Do it. But I'm just going to say it and maybe build my way back up. And in 10 years, when we're all famous, people will use this clip against me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and edit it. Uh, but are female serial killers just, like, more interesting? I think. <laughs> is there, like, a higher duality level there, maybe? I think it a lot it has a lot to do with that only, not only, but the majority of people taking in true crime content are uh, female identifying. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for someone like me or my stepmom who had snapped on 24 seven, uh, it's kind of just like, like how and why, but like, how? I yeah. think another thing too is like, we usually we know why. <laughs> yeah, it's usually men. Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> that's the second time I've done one of those in this episode. Um, but yeah, every time we talk about like a male ser- serial killer, I'm just like, what a garbage person! I would have ran him over with a car, like all this shit. And then a female, I'm like, hmm, how interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I think their like, motives my little... are just way way more fascinating and not all the time i'm not saying there ain't some shitty women serial killer there are you know? but how many of them are like like that one wild australian woman that me. ate a butt yeah Catherine yeah. <laughs> knight she's wild yeah but then like i don't know one of my favorite episodes still to this day was i can't remember her name because i'm awful with names but one of Maisie's first cases about that woman andrea that, like, Yates. yeah she killed all go. of her kids yeah, like, I don't know, I, I do have some sympathy for her. I mean, it, it's an awful, horrible thing, but hearing, like, what she went through in the mental health system. I used to air quotes on the uh, podcast, but the mental okay. health system wasn't really around. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. I also feel like, oh, I don't know how to wear this where it's not going to be. <laughs> there's no sometimes there's no right way you just have to take stock that people will be like okay and i'll translate it yeah no i'm gonna say it i feel like (laughs) since existence women have not only been the underdogs but have had to fight for all literally everything and when when a woman is wronged maybe it's not the right way to wrong a right or right a wrong but when someone gets the like gets the gusto you know gets the mojo to kind of take back that power even though that's not legal and we do not condone any action of the sort i think it's easy for other women to get behind and like rah rah sisterhood you know that's 100 yeah am i wrong you can tell no, me that I'm I, wrong. <laughs> you guys know how long I was like for weeks, maybe even months after you did the case on um oh fuck, what's her name? Yeah, I know you guys know who I'm talking about. The dude's a dick bag. He did <laughs> what a broad spectrum there. Uh oh god, I don't wanna I don't oh, wanna that s- granola guy. Uh, uh no, oh god, uh no, I was thinking about uh, the lady that chopped that dude's dick off. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to say just that because I know she doesn't want to just be known for that. Oh, Bobbins. Lorena Bobbins. Bobbins. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I know we don't condone chopping dicks off. Wink, wink, but, you know, like, if you got to chop a dick off, you got to chop a dick off. But, yeah, after that, I was like, hell yeah, she chopped that dude's dick off. Good on her. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone all of a sudden got very uncomfortable in my office when I was like, yeah, I learned about Lorena Bobbitt. I wish more people would chop rapist dicks off. Like, yeah. just got quiet in the office. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but on the other side of it, and then you, now you have more women in the criminal justice field, like, like Lois and Betty. 
Oh, Lisa. Because then we're like, why would I draw a picture? No one can draw a picture good enough. Yeah. That is so wild to me that they were like, oh, this works. We're still not going to pay you. So they they would kind of like not pay her under the table, but kind of just like cash. And she was never never officially hired. And and mainly because uh, even though they had someone like her at at the ready, they didn't like to use it. Like I said, it was like, you know, ballistics, psychics way down here, and then forensic arts way underneath that. So uh, I think now it's definitely been taken a little bit more seriously, especially with technology nowadays. But it's still so crazy that there's only 30 yeah. in the U.S. And that means that there's even less in other places, if at all. Also, how come more people like that aren't on, like, CSI-type shows? You know what I mean? They got the cute, quirky girl in the lab, and that's, like... But what if we had a... You leave Penelope Garcia alone. I love Garcia, and I love Abby, okay? Not coming for them. (laughs) I would watch a whole show of just them, to be honest. Literally, if the show was cut out of everyone, and it was just, like, scenes of them doing research, I'd still watch. You're gonna have a big gulp. I'm here for it. <laughs> You'd hear him about to say a male name and then they just cut. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I they love just it. fill in. I do this all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just needed to get into Grace and Frankie. I still haven't watched that. I've just been watching Ghost Adventures <laughs> and Sometimes. my brain can't handle anything else. <laughs> I can you imagine though? I don't know. I just feel like that's one of those shows where where you watch so much of it. Like one day we're gonna see Maisie sit down and she's just gonna be in an affliction shirt. We're gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> with the designer holes in her jeans. No, but I will say that I was in the kitchen the other day and I had a pot like propped up on a pan and the pot fell over and I was like, what's that? You feel that? Out your spirit box. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in this brand new build? <laughs> in this in this three year old apartment building? Are you here with us right now? <laughs> you laugh, but there have been two separate occasions where I have pulled an empty water bottle out of our ventilation system. Oh. That's not a ghost, like, my dear, my guy. That ain't no ghost. Okay, no. I think what happened was like when it was being constructed, they uh-huh. would just like throw their shit down the holes. Is this but, at your like, current house? Yeah. Every so often, the water bottles dislodge. They're dirty as fuck and bone dry, so I'm not too concerned. And like with copyright labels from years ago, um, but they okay. like they like just rattle up the thing, and I'll come home and just hear like tingling, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's a water oh. bottle. Two separate occasions. I still maybe have it checked out by a professional. I don't think it's a ghost. It's not <laughs> a ghost. I think it's just garbage. Hopefully old garbage and not new garbage. Sasha, that was as convincing as how the other day you told me maybe there's no aliens on the UFO. <laughs> I, I felt <laughs> I, was like... I was driving home and I saw them at a stoplight and I was like, I I felt so bad for being like aliens are real. (laughs) It's launching me into existential panic. There's like nothing that panicked me more. I thought about it for the rest of the day. I was like, I I scared Violet. (laughs) I was like, I have to fix this. 
It's like, not real. They're empty. Yeah, she, she was literally like, just because there was a UFO doesn't mean there was anything in it. They're <laughs> empty. In traffic, and I was like, it's just raccoons, Violet. And then alien raccoons. It <laughs> was like, it looks like a TIE fighter. <laughs> But no, then my brain was like, fuck, what if aliens sent an empty UFO to make us think that there are no aliens? Like, we get the UFO, we're like, it's empty, there are no aliens, but no, I would sit there and know. <laughs> Two days later, sent. Gotcha, a- bitch. I <laughs> like, nope, we have to burn it, we have to burn it, there's a communication device, there's tracking devices, there's a, a I don't know, some weird spod spore there we go spod <laughs> spod podcast or spodcast anyways um i don't want to think about it my guys <laughs> i'm crying i think i just realized like how sad i've been because laughing hurts like these muscles are sore. <laughs> <sighs> i needed that <laughs> well, we can do this anytime. We don't have to record it every time. <laughs> Wild. Only once a week do we have to do that. That's true. That's this very true. true. Oh, if you want some extra um, giggles, you should go check out the stack pack. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Smells exactly like it sounds. Uh, we just did an episode on um, quarantine food frozen edition. Mm-hmm. Frozen one, the first one. Uh, we did our favorites. We did frozen food that is always in our fridge, freezer, and then we did a wild card, Ooh. which is something we had never tried before. I see that yeah. you did the, someone did the dumplings that are actually good from Trader Joe's, not the fucking salmon ones, because no, those are yeah. awful, and those there's are... still three more servings in my fucking freezer. Yeah. <laughs> no, those dumplings are always, that's the always in my freezer. Yeah, I know. They're good. The salmon ones are garbo. Never had that. I was too scared. It's dry as fuck. (laughs) Dry salmon is disgusting. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. So check out the snack pack. It's great. We have a lot of fun. Nothing, nothing big giggles and serious discussions about snacks. Serious discussions about snacks. You laugh. You laugh, but Natalie knows her shit. Oh no! The (laughs) other day, uh, one of Eric's coworkers sent him. Uh, a picture and she had told her fiance to get her all the different Reese's and I was like Maisie does a podcast with some people called the snack pack and they did an all Reese's episode so I plugged it without even having a try love it real life plug RLP how are they gonna buy 42 different varieties of Reese's there's like 60 something oh really yes there's so many <gasps> Eric showed me today that this year they're doing the Franken Cup, and it's got green, white chocolate at the bottom and the normal milk chocolate on top. I am so hyped for Halloween now. <laughs> I don't like milk. Cho- I don't like white chocolate. That's the one I don't like. I but love I'm on a Reese's though. This is a Reese's thing. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. I hate white chocolate and everything but Reese's cups. I think it's just like. Sugar. Because Reese put salt in their peanut butter, it just complements mm. so well. Mm. You should be on the snack pack. <laughs> I don't need more excuses to eat. I'm already in therapy for it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We can we can snack whatever you want. 
been on a diet for three weeks now, so when you guys hit diet snacks, call me. <laughs> Honestly, we have my air popped popcorn or oatmeal. <laughs> I can run Seriously. you through some granola. <laughs> I'm measuring egg whites. I'm like one tablespoon of egg whites, two tablespoons of egg whites. Fuck my life. I hate it. It's fine. Yeah. I I don't know why I'm finding it so fun. It's like an adventure for me. Mm. I think it's like both plus and minus that I can't leave the house, but like food is the only excitement for me right now, so it's not a good idea. <laughs> mm. You know what else I'm real pissed about? What? I'm in season two of Criminal Minds, and... <laughs> Macy's like, ah, oh, young summer child. <laughs> I guess this is, like, not a show that I watched religiously, because I don't remember any of this, but fucking Spencer Reed, Dr. Spencer Reed, Agent mm -hmm. Dr. Spencer Reed, is addicted to heroin for, like, four episodes, never goes to rehab, just dry quits, fucking... Is that... It's not dry quits... Cold turkeys. <laughs> dry quitsies. Cold turkeys. Dry heroin. 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 No addiction. No withdrawal. Just a normal life. Literally, Mandy Parkins is like, you shouldn't do that, kid. He's like, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? I guess it's not how it happens, but this character can also look at a book for 10 seconds and be like, I've read it. That's true. <laughs> so... TV that's is wild. Fair. Also, maybe so, that's not the last you see of that. It's just been four episodes. I'm just saying. And he's still not touched it. But. Not everyone's a house. That's true. <laughs> not everyone's. Never mind, that was mean. Doesn't <laughs> say a well written, developed character. <laughs> Aww, I think his is one of the better characters. That's but... fair, but. <sighs> but also. It's calming. We're going back to Westworld tonight, though, so. That's funny the way I said that, but. Yeehaw! I'm going back to it. I'm ready for them to fucking bust out of the simulation. I'm done with it. Oh. Power to the people. What season are you on? One. Oh, God. Wait till season two. And that's the tea. And that's the tea. Is that what makes you happy is Westworld? Oh, no. no I shouldn't have done I'm that. I'm happy right now. We should do what makes us mad. Because did you just hurt yourself with your I button? just pulled a weird like inner thigh muscle when I put my t-shirt over my knees. Oh, and it shit. was sharp and instant and I'm sorry I made a noise. No, <laughs> I like that she went, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> 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 like I saw the t-shirt go over, she looked like she was settling in and then suddenly she was like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I was like, maybe she back. said she stretched her shirt. <laughs> no, I wanted to. Um, yeah. I did, I'm, tomorrow will be my 30th day of the formulaic challenge, which is another bullshit video series that they tried to make you subscribe to, but it was free for 30 days. Um, Woo! but I'm excited that I committed to something that long. Uh, all of that to say, I'll finish a workout, I'll eat, and I'll go to chill, and then all of a sudden, like, one spot in my body will just start burning. Like, it's crazy. It just feels like someone, like, just stuck a match in the inside of my muscle, and I just go, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But <laughs> oh, no. now I'll switch to I shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Instant regret. We can do what makes us mad. I just think we should null and void politics and the coronavirus. I like that. 
I'm yeah. bad at Spencer Reed's meth addiction that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm pissed. I'm Bring so it back. angry. <laughs> what I'm mad at. Oh, you know what I'm mad at? Sorry. What? I'm in this whole. I guess you what? Like the Hulk over here. You know what I'm mad at? Always angry. You know what I'm mad at? Uh, first of all, I am happy and I'm excited because I tomorrow am gonna make Molly Bass from the VA Test Kitchen. I'm gonna make her egg salad recipe. <gasps> Take pictures, please. Okay, I went and bought capers this afternoon. Who is she? Hell oh yeah. my god, I don't know. Capers and dill. So we'll see how it goes. Um, what I uh, dill. What I don't like. It's so stupid. Why? Why? No one asked for this paranormal show. You have ghost adventures. We all know it. We all love it. Then you have... I, first of all, Hulu's like, you're into this lately. How about this guy? And so it pulls up, I don't even know, paranormal... Lockdown? Inv- maybe UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. It is crap. First of all, it is exactly like ghost adventures, but it's only Nick. Who we all know is all the like the most possessed and the least personality, and it's just Nick and this lady. I thought I was gonna have to. I was thought I was gonna get to listen to, uh, paranormal like UK paranormal investigators. Yeah. Ooh. Instead, I got to listen to Zach Baggins clone with like the same cadence in his voice for the voiceovers. The intros the same. The graphics are the same. The editing's the same. Crap! It's crap. <laughs> if I want if if our listeners out there know of a paranormal investigation show that is based out of the UK where the investigators talk in a British accent, that's what I need. That's what I thought I was signing up for. Not Nick. Ooh, I might have something for you. There was something Yay. on the travel channel as well. I'll do some digging. Yay! Thank you. I'm mad about it. You're welcome. <laughs> hmm. Didn't know I felt so strongly. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be mad at something else. It like a nice. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am I mad at? I'm mad that my cat won't pee in the damn litter box. Oh, that's dumb. I will watch her go to the litter box, take one of her deuces, and then leave the litter box and go pee on something on the floor. I'm like, you were just there. First of all, who pees after they poop? This one, this <laughs> wild child. Uh, <laughs> bye. No, <I'm> <laughs> yeah, we've really lost it, haven't we? Quarantine's so fun, you guys. For thanks, for, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I already said bye. <laughs>